Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. 
With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. So remember way back when, I think, you know, first two weeks we talked about Brittany and her her jewelry company, ABC Jewels. Well, now, you know, she's gotten her net accounts. She's starting to get some revolving accounts reporting to her business credit reports, but she still needs a bit of money. So she's went to her financial advisor and she wants to have a conversation with them about whether or not she can borrow from her 401k to help continue to fund her business. Now, do you think this is something that she can legally do? Yes or no, and why? Let's go ahead and, and light the chat up. So she wants to borrow from her 401k to help fund her business. Is this something that she can do as an entrepreneur? Okay, got a yes so far. Yep. Yep, but she will be taxed. Yep, yep. And we'll talk about that, that tax part, because there's a difference between a, taking out a loan um, from my retirement and withdrawing from my retirement. All right. So the thing that I think is going to be more important for us to think about um, a couple of things before we even think about going this route. First and foremost, loan versus a withdrawal. So a loan, you're borrowing against the money that you're investing in, right? So even though you're taking that money out, you're, it's basically like a secured loan, right? You're taking that loan out against your money that's already reporting. And the good thing about borrowing uh, taking out a loan against your 401k is that you'll still be getting that interest even though you'll be paying it back, right? But the difference between that and a withdrawal is once you withdraw something and if you're under the age of 60, you'll be hit with you know tax penalties. Um, the 10% federal and then depending on the state, they might also come hit you with some, some state tax as well. So whenever you're thinking about your 401k, go for loans over withdrawals, make withdrawals kind of like that last, last resort. Like this is the only funding source that I have access to. And it's some money that I have and I'm okay with getting that 10% penalty against it if I'm below 60. Um, but you know, the kind of stipulation with loans that we often don't think about is you can only borrow, you can only take out loans of the, those 401k accounts for employers that you're actively with. So again, like it, unless you are with that employee right now, nine times out of 10, like that uh, 401k account won't let you borrow against it because you're no longer working with them. They will give you the option to withdraw, which, you know, every you can do from every 401k, 401k account that you have. But again, like I would try to like if you could roll over all of those into that active uh, method of employment that you have, because then that total amount will be rolled over into that one account and you'll be able to borrow from that as opposed to, you know, only having uh, withdrawal restrictions if it's sitting on their old accounts. So something definitely to think about in terms of, you know, overall consideration for your person as well as your business, because when you're talking about your 401, when you have like multiple accounts, you kind of want to see whether or not you want to roll them over into one or, you know, maybe roll them over into IRA, which is another place that, you know, can be a place that you can get some money and kind of think about. Um, but in general, a 401k is a great resource that I want us to keep in mind if ever we need to, but just understand the stipulations based on where you are in your personal like employment journey and how that might work out with taking this up as a source. 
All right, so some other kind of forms that, you know, are out there um, and will be a bit dependent on where we are in our journey. And I think we'll become much more sufficient as we kind of get, um, you know, more months and years under our belts in terms of our overall business. So equipment financing, I think is a great place. Um, one, because it provides an opportunity to um, add installment type accounts, you know, largely because that's a lot of the equipment that you would be leasing across industries um, would be on like that, that installment kind of like method. Um, so that would be a great, great space. One, because even though you are taking money out um, or borrowing money to get this, the kind of what you recoup in terms of actually needing that equipment to conduct your business to maybe automate some processes or what, whatever that equipment means to you, your particular business and the niche that you operate in, um, having that is something that could boost those profits that will not only repay whatever monthly installment you have to pay against the equipment, but it also help you bring in profit as well, right? So with equipment financing, think about not just the amount of money that you're going to have to put out, but how much more money will be will you be able to bring in simply because you have that equipment or, you know, and equipment doesn't have to be like physical, right? It can also be technology as we're moving into like AI, which I want to talk about a bit more in a bit, but as we're becoming much more technological and the idea of considering what is equipment continues to evolve don't not factor in technological equipment and how that can also help automate processes and whatever else you need that stuff for to kind of maximize profit to be able to pay back these things on top of whatever else you got coming in the pipe for your operating costs um, merchant advances are basically like credit lines against um, like your credit card transactions so like in in some ways you're building a relationship where like you don't have to pay those those merchant fees out of pocket because of the line of credit that you have installed with it. Um, that's something that I think is to, you know, it's very niche dependent. And I think, you know, it's something to consider um, only if it would benefit you. Like, yes, building that relationship is is good. But in all the other areas that we've been focusing on over the past couple of weeks, like this isn't something that would be necessary, you know, only if it, it will provide value and it's something that you think will be beneficial in the long run. Um, and lastly, revenue-based loans. So based on the revenue that you bring in as a small business owner, you can actually borrow against that um, in, in some ways. Um, so this is a good option for like folks who have steady income streams of revenue, but don't qualify for those traditional loans. So this could be another space for those of us who are working on our personal reports and trying to get things up to date or just, you know, in, a, in that crazy process of disputing, which, you know, the personal credit bureaus are becoming much more aware and trying to, you know, keep us from what they know we legally should have access to. Um, but think of this as another one of those options if you needed it, you know, in terms of, like, I think for my folks who are working on their person. So both the 401k element, as well as the revenue-based loan, which could be something that, you know, if you're already producing revenue, not only is that good to show in terms of your business plan when you're soliciting this this um, this money from those folks, but if they're utilizing your personal report or looking at your debt-to-limit ratio or looking at your history from your personal credit report and saying that maybe they want to not do something right now, having that revenue would allow them to be able to see, well, even though they're working on themselves as a person, their business is bringing in money in a way that I think that regardless of where they are as a, as a, as a consumer, that they could, they could do this based on the revenue that I'm seeing. So they'll, they'll want you to kind of like make that loan based on the revenue that they're seeing and what they would consider you be able to continue to bring in based on that. All right. 
So kind of moving into just like an overview of class, um, I wanted to remind us of like those 20 compliance elements that we talked about. You know, in the first week, we talked about these first nine. So thinking about just setting up our entity as a whole, um, making sure that our, our EIN, our DUNS, all of our demographic information, like address, phone number, um, email, website, all that is up to date. Um, and then after all of that is done, you know, making sure that our credit profiles are up with the four agencies, starting to build those those credit histories and our business profiles, starting with those net 30 accounts or those net accounts, depending on like what the days are, then moving into revolving accounts, which will then help us be able to talk about those last three that I just mentioned. So installment accounts. Um, that bank loan or equipment lease. So bank loan is different from that secured loan that we talked about earlier. So these are like those loans that are not, you know, that that don't have to fall within like being defined as something that's like you have to personally guarantee or secure something. Um, and that's also going to be the space where equipment leasing will also come into terms. Um, and in total, something that I, we didn't mention, but I think once you kind of look at having seven, at least seven in once in on your net side and then at least five when you're evolving the side trying to have at least a total of 15 like across all four of your agencies is ideal <coughs> excuse me because that's going to be what is supporting supportive and maximizing your opportunity to get not just um money itself but larger amounts in terms of the the credit that they'll be able to give to you and of course i don't like i'm gonna i'm gonna move that next time but like making sure that your business plan is, is up to date were um, and compliant and showing not just your like your market analysis, which is going to be an important pit space that most people will start at, but like your revenue projections, because they want to know one, do you know the industry that you're trying to penetrate? And two, what profit do you see yourself being able to accumulate based on your knowledge of being unique in, in a lot of these markets that are like oversaturated, what well, I shouldn't say oversaturated, but have a lot of competition. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 